Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRE Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good start to the week. I can tell you it was uh, fantastic over the weekend, wasn't it? Watching um, college football, pro football games, packed stadiums, not a mask in sight. Folks, we've been saying this here for a long time. The mark, the stock market has known since the March 23rd lows of last year that coronavirus insanity was over from the stock market's point of view. Packed football stadiums and baseball, but baseball's been going on as well. People have forgotten about that. No one's wearing a mask there. But we've what's happened is coronavirus insanity is over. We're t- we've taken our country back. We've put uh, this flu... Uh, this pandemic of a flu with a 99.8% survival rate. We have put it in our rearview mirror. And, uh, well, what are we left with? $32 trillion in fresh liquidity in the markets globally, both fiscal and monetary. What is that? About $9 trillion here total U.S. so far. And, by the way, that includes the, fiscal, you know, the Federal Reserve money, funny money too. And it doesn't include what's still coming. Well, we got... Uh, more than $5 trillion is still on the table. I'll, I'll cover that more in just a moment. But the bottom line is um, coronavirus is over. It is over. And uh, thank God for that. Uh, we can uh, we still can quibble and we can still argue about mandates, uh, which aren't going to happen. They're just not going to happen uh, because there's too many people in this country that just, just give you the big middle finger and are just saying no. And we're seeing uh, hospital staff, nursing, nurses all over the country refusing to get the jab. This is a real problem. Uh, we've seen uh, pilots refusing to get the jab. Skilled workforce employees refusing to get the jab. You just can't run an economy when you don't have 30% of your employees because they refused to be dominated uh, by a brand new uh, uh, vaccine or, or, or a therapeutic, whatever it is that clearly has huge issues when it comes to side effects. We, how do we know this? Because they stopped reporting all the issues they call breakthrough, right? They stopped reco- reporting all of the hospitalizations of the fully vaxxed. They stopped record, re- reporting all the deaths of the fully vaxxed. They stopped doing that months ago. Some states still do, some cities still do, some hospitals still do, but federally speaking, you can't find that data. That's a problem. So again, uh, good news to have it behind us. Uh, we can move forward knowing that's the case, uh, unless they have something else in mind for us. And we'll, uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna continue to be optimist here and say that uh, we're going to move forward. It's over. That next year, the Republicans are going to win the, uh, the House and the Senate back, at least the House. That's a biggie. And then we can worry about 2024 later when Governor DeSantos becomes President DeSantos and we can finally put uh, Joe Biden out to pasture where he belongs. Uh, but a good day today in the markets, a different day in the markets today, because Thursday and Friday, if you remember, were ugly. We had great opens, just like today. But Thursday and Friday, the Dow Jones opened over a couple of hundred points higher. Here we thought the sell-off is over. Uh, you know, we had reached extreme overbought. If you've been joining us here, you know, we've gotten uh, a little cautious. We'd sold five positions uh, here of late. And uh, because, you know, this is, uh, this is how the very investing system works. And we're looking now for that next great buying opportunity. And Thursday and Friday didn't give us that sign uh, because we had great opens and the smart money hour was horrible. We're big losses. Friday was, wound up with the Dow Jones down 271 points. So today looked like it was going to go the same way. 
Uh, again, some warm point today. The Dow Jones was up almost 300 points. And then midday, here came the selling pressure again. NASDAQ dropped to minus 90. Uh, the Dow Jones gave up 70% a, a, a of its gains at one point. And then it kind of turned around at the end. We're going to call this a victory today for the Bulls. This was a, a, a pretty solid close today. Uh, Dow Jones finishing up 261 points at 34,869. By the way, the Dow Jones is our most oversold broad market index. This is actually uh, where we're looking to put some money to work right here in this sector. Um, and it was our winner today. Uh, also today, Russ 2000 up 6 cents to 1%. SP of 100 up 3 cents to 1%. NASDAQ was our loser on the day. Not really what you want to see. Uh, it also opened again sharply higher, finishing down 9 points. Not a big deal. Uh, but a little bit of wind coming out of the cells there. Um, uh, interest rates, uh, again, 10-year, back down to 1.32%. The VIX today, back below 20. I, I frankly was surprised it ever got above 20, to tell you the truth, but it did. Today it's at 19.3 uh, on the uh, volatility index or the fear index, as they call it. Uh, what else? Uh, something else that we've noticed you may have as well, if you follow us on Twitter, <clears throat> is that the fear and greed index has fallen all the way back down to a 34. That's fear territory. <laughs> all it took was five days of light selling, frankly. I mean, our, our what, Dow and SP 500 are still just, what, less than 2% away from all-time highs. And yet the fear and greed index and other sentiment readers, readings, by the way, it's not just this index. We like this one. But for the fear and greed index to follow it at 34, folks, it's a hugely bullish investment dynamic. It just is. And we've said this before, we'll say it again. If I had to think of a single reason, just one reason, that I am steadfastly bullish and say that this market's going one hell of a lot higher, it would be investor sentiment. Investment sentiment is still so bearish compared to where it should be. All-time high. What have we had? 60 all-time highs this year? And the uh, SP 500 and the Dow Jones each? And yet here we are. The fear and greed index at 34? Fear? What? How's that even possible? Here's how it's possible. As my mentors told me, but rest in peace, uh, Ted Parsons and Mike Metz, as they taught me over my career, as I've seen over my 36 years in the business, we don't get a big-time market top until the public has falls head over heels in love with stocks. Just not how it happens. We want to see the public euphoric about stocks, believing that, 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 that stock prices cannot go lower. When the public is saying what we're saying here, which is Dow Jones is going to 100,000, when the public starts believing that and we see market strategists starting to say, that'll happen, that'll happen, it may be a couple of years from now when the Dow's at you know 70,000 or something, but that'll happen. Um, the public will become euphoric about the stock market. The public will fall in love with stocks. That happens in these kind of massive bull markets. This qualifies. Then we'll start saying when the fear and greed index is at 90 instead of 34, right? And when these other sentiment readings uh, are also uh, extreme, extraordinarily bullish, then we'll be taking profits and getting more concerned from a, an investor sentiment point of view. We're just not there right now. Um, all right, what else? Also, uh, Tyler and I are in our morning powwow this morning talked about something really important coming up over the next three weeks. I'm going to share with you here. We'll be talking about this over the next, uh, again, next three weeks here on the podcast, on the VRE podcast here. Um, the next three weeks are really important to the future of America. Now, again, we're optimists here. We think it's going to turn out pretty well, but you can't put anything past our permanent ruling class. These are uh, twisted, 
communists that want to, uh, to, to rule and dominate us. That's just the way communism is. And if you, maybe you've noticed, they're gaining ground. Uh, they're gaining a lot of ground. It started with the rigged election uh, of 2020. But in the next three weeks, here's what coming up in D.C. Votes on, they want to change the voting rights and this Voting Rights Act. They want to uh, forever change the way votes are counted, a.k.a. rigged, and the way the voting process takes, process takes place from a federal level. Not state, from a federal level. Uh, I don't believe the odds of this passing are high, but folks, you know, boy, this is the kind of thing that if it passes, we're done. Communism wins. We just cannot take our, our uh, eye off this ball here. So the Voting Rights uh, Act is going to be voted on. If Democrats get that through, we are, we are a toast. We are Australia. We are New Zealand. We are Canada. We are China. That's that big of a deal. Second, amnesty for illegal aliens. If they're trying to slide this into the Budget Act, and uh, Budget Re- Reconciliation Act, or excuse me, the, the Re- Reconciliation of the Budget Act, they're trying to slide this in, amnesty for illegal aliens. Um, what are we talking about? 30 million people? Uh, keep an eye on this, folks. Again, we're talking about money we don't have to spend. Uh, we don't even take care of our own veterans. We don't take care of people, of our retirees in this country. What are we doing giving people complete access to the U.S. financial system uh, with no concerns when they're coming across the border? If they've been vaccinated, if they're wearing masks, if they have coronavirus, any of that. That's how you always knew this was hypocritical, right? What, what real scumbags we have in D.C.? They're on both sides, folks. They truly are on both sides. We really do have the uniparty. But I got to say, Democrats are a very special brand of uh, ick. Icky. They're just icky, aren't they? They're just complete phonies. I've, uh, I'm a lifelong independent. Never seen anything quite like it. I think this should be all running out of town. I think this country would be better off at this point. And we can get a one-way ticket to, uh, to, to uh, Venezuela, maybe to uh, China, Canada. Let's let Canadians have them. We welcome uh, uh, for all the far-left liberals that uh, hate this country so very much. And the last, next thing up, uh, again, $5 trillion proposed for new spending. This is from Biden's budget. Uh, which has got to get passed at some point, and his infrastructure bill, three and a half trillion for one, one and a half trillion for the other. Uh, look, from all the talk we've, we've heard, again, very little chance that much of this gets passed. We're talking about maybe a third of that on infrastructure. I think Joe Manchin's uh, uh, and Kirsten Cinema have uh, indicated that. Uh, and uh, on the budget, uh, not three and a half trillion, 2.5 probably going to get passed. But again, you just don't know. You, you you have to make sure your voice is heard. We encourage you to reach out to your congressmen and women and your senators. It does make a difference. Make sure your voice is heard because what you don't want to have happen is uh, wake up and find out that, that it did take place and that you didn't make your voice known. We do live in a constitutional republic, and that is a requirement, really, of, of living in such a system. We have to play our part, make our voice heard, and uh, it should be... Um, it should be the, 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 those are the loudest voice really should make the rules and the majority. And uh, we have both, but we have to make our voices known. OK, let's take a look today at the um, internals. Again, this was positive today. Even when the markets had pulled, pulled back on the day, we got some very positive action here in the internals. Positive across the board. Again, even when the markets pulled back, when NASDAQ was down 90, we still had positive across the board. And that is where we wound up. NASDAQ, look, no great shakes but still positive across the board, okay? Except for new 52 highs lows, which are essentially flat. NYSE, uh, not two to one positive, 
uh, in advanced decline, but not far from it. Volume, however, two and a half to one positive NYC. Very good to see. Also had positives there for new 52 highs to lows. But this is a resounding uh, positive today in the internals. They have been improving, but they're still not where we'd like them to be. Uh, but they are better. Remember, we went through about a month, month and a half of just really crappy internals. That's not the case anymore. They're definitely making the turn. That's a bullish indicator. Combine that with the fact that uh, investor sentiment's gotten so negative now. And the fact that, you know what, this is September. This is not, this is a terrible month to be an investor historically. But everybody knows that. Everybody's watching that. Everybody's afraid of that. You know, uh, the majority of the financial advisors now and the, the smart money gurus supposedly are looking for a five to 10% correction now by year end. That's the majority. That's how fast, five days away from all-time highs, right? And, and investment advisors are already looking for a 10%, up to a 10% correction by year end. This is, again, this is exactly as a contrarian. This is exactly what we want to see. In our sector watch today, we had of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, eight finished higher, three finished lower. To the upside, energy, boom, up almost 3%. I've got a lot to talk about there. I'm going to say it quickly, though. Financials in just a minute. Financials also uh, hitting oversold now as well. Uh, on our VRA momentum oscillators, up 1% today. Uh, and to the downside today, healthcare down 6 tenths to 1%. Again, not, not a lot happening on, on the downside. Commodity watch, this is what we want to talk about. Gold, up $2 now, 1794 quiet. Again, it's been 1800 range, it seems like, for about 30 years now. Uh, silver, up $0.13 cents an ounce at $23.76, quiet as well. Copper, down $0.08 cents a pound, but still strong at $4.37 a pound. Really like copper here, and we love oil. We love energy. Uh, oil today back above $70 a barrel, closing just above that level, uh, excuse me, $70.64 a barrel, up $0.92 cents a barrel. Oh, what is that? Almost 2% up on the day. And the great thing about this is that th this, these, uh, uh, this, the energy stocks are looking really good. Uh, first of all, it was not just oil that's rallying. We have uh, coal prices at the highest levels they've been in over a decade. Coal, okay? <laughs> Remember the Green New Deal? Oh, all the all the uh, all the the climate change uh, uh, freaks are telling you uh, uh, coal is, can never be used. It's it's going parabolic, right? It's going parabolic, and uh, of course this is the the way the this this the globalists operate. They tell you one thing and they do the other. Trust me, when I tell you they're making major investments in coal, natural gas, and oil. You've also probably seen nuclear power is sky uranium prices are skyrocketing as well. This is what happens when inflation happens. This is what happens when you have a government, uh, global governments that tell you uh, they're, they're all about ESGs. They're all about saving you know, the environment and doing away with fossil fuels. They say it, but on the other side, they're buying these stocks because they know it's really going to happen. These prices are going to soar, and that is what's happening now. Natural gas prices at the highest level since 2012, over $5.20 per MCF. Again, I told you about uh, coal a second ago and oil again, uh, moving again higher now. We love this group here, uh, especially energy stocks. Energy stocks are ready to have a major move higher in our view, and we are very long this group. think you should be as well. Finally of the day, uh, Bitcoin. Got just a minute to talk about that here. Um, Bitcoin, back below its 200-day moving average. Um, if you think technical analysis doesn't matter, Watch what's happening in Bitcoin because it's trading right $1,000 above or below 200-day moving average here. And, you know, recently a little bit more below it, a little bit more above it. But this is like a magnet here, okay? Because fun, uh, technical analysis does matter. 44000 for, uh, 891 for Bitcoin, down 216. 
Uh, and again, uh, trading $1,000 now below its 200-day moving average. But tomorrow, Bitcoin will have a golden cross. That's where the 50-day moving average crosses the 200-day moving average on the upside. So it's a buy signal. It's a, a big-time technical buy signal. It's a high-probability uh, uh, event, a golden cross is. And as much as I may be concerned short-term about regulation, the SEC apparently has now got a bug up its ass and really is coming after these guys because they, they don't want to be called a security. But they're, 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 they're using uh, their cryptocurrencies like margin accounts. And so that it's got to be barred against something. It's being barred against security. That's Bitcoin. That's all the cryptos, Ethereum, etc., so it is, it is a security, and that opens it up for regulation by the SEC, which is what crypto land doesn't, doesn't want to see happen. But it's going to happen. Let's get past all that. It's going to be regulated, and uh, that's probably going to dampen the upside, and, but it's going to be a great trading vehicle, especially when all these uh, ETFs get, get approved. Long story short, we like the Golden Cross concept of this here as a buy signal, but we feel better if it was above the 200-day moving average, which is why we are not in a position right now, at least in the VRA from a trading point of view. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Always appreciate you joining us. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.